Welcome back to another episode of Micro Moments with Peter, where we are leveraging the power of love within and between people to radically transform health and healthcare. Today we have TJ Grimm joining us. TJ is the Retail and Ambulatory Pharmacy Director here at UH. He earned his pharmacy degree from Ohio Northern University and his MBA from Cleveland State. He is and has been an assistant professor for over a dozen colleges of pharmacy. He is past president of the Ohio Pharmacists Association and a current member of the Ohio State Board of Pharmacy. So thanks again, TJ, for joining us. We're excited to have you on the podcast today and learn more about your role um, with pharmacy and how it plays into value here at UH. So with that, I will pass it to you, Peter. Great, Caitlin. Thank you. And TJ, it's so great to have you here and more importantly, to have you as a partner in uh, transforming healthcare. You know, we define love as this energy that uplifts and connects us all. And with that principle, it has every member of the care team plays a vital role in helping keep people healthy at home. You know, a role that the U.S. healthcare system, I think, has too far overlooked is the incredible value of having a pharmacist, not solely to dispense meds, but to be an integral member of a clinical transformation team where they work hand in hand with others to make sure we can ensure patients get their medicines, we can reduce readmissions, that they understand their meds, ultimately to just maximize value for these people. And TJ, it's been, it's remarkable having you as that transformation partner. And I wonder if you could share a little bit about what you've done in so many areas to make UH better on the hospital med rec where we struggled to have pharmacists who can do this and nurses didn't have time, the docs didn't have time, and you created an elegant solution that solved us. And then to go into what you did after hospital discharge to do med rec after that, to make sure people not only have their meds, but they understand it. And then we can go into some of the really innovative future work we're doing around chronic diseases. So TJ, maybe start with telling us about the hospital side of your work. Sure. So uh, I was surprised coming from the outpatient setting to learn that so many hospitals and primarily underserved hospitals in our, in our very rural and very urban areas really struggle to capture an accurate med history at admission. And it is a critical part of a pharmacist's training to learn to engage patients and gather an accurate med history. So we built that program, uh, in, in capturing the med, the accurate med history at admission. We built that into our pharmacy residency program, and so we began our we began establishing a relationship with the patient from the minute they walked into the hospital. We extended that with their meds to beds prescriptions. Meds to beds are so critical because people don't realize that if if a prescription is discharged to their home pharmacy that they're familiar with, and there's any problem with prior authorization or uh, any complications or drug interactions, it's almost impossible for that retail pharmacist to get in touch with their, the pharmacist or the prescribers that write the discharge medication. So it's critical to fill those in-house and counsel them properly when they're discharged. And we've been able to grow that program tremendously. Uh, the natural extension of that is to take the existing relationship that we're building with that patient and begin to follow them post-discharge to work with the physicians and the primary care team to make sure that the patient continues to stay on their medications, that they continue to be able to afford their medications. 
that their meds are optimized and that they're taking them properly. So you can see that we, we started with the med history at admission and then built the meds the beds program onto that and now have built a post-discharge program uh, on top of that. The really nice part is, is that all of these services uh, are no additional charge to the patient. You know, if they had a copay at their traditional pharmacy, they'd have a similar copay with us, but all of the clinical service and care that the pharmacy team provides is free of charge to the patient. And the entire program is covered entirely by the prescriptions that we dispense to the, pro to the patient. So it becomes a program that builds and grows upon itself. The other nice part is, is that as a, as a not-for-profit, we're able to help the patient with co-pays and we have a charitable, uh, a charitable care program. And we're also able to work with the drug manufacturers uh, with copay assistance cards and their um, indigent care services so that we're able to make sure that the patients are on uh, the best meds possible, even if they're in the underserved community and, and uh, struggle with some of these social determinants of health that often really inhibit their outcomes. Yeah, TJ, what I find so breathtaking about what we've done is you know, we know health inequities are just pervasive and that the most vulnerable people often aren't getting the best medicines or if they get access to them, they can't afford them or they're not getting education. And this program really elevated all boats because there's a lot of people who weren't getting the right medicines, but particularly the more disadvantaged people suffered the worst. But this program, you know, is agnostic to their ability to pay so everybody, you know, could get it. And is I think it's a big reason why we've had this pretty profound reduction in our readmission rates. And you know, maybe you can go into sharing some of that impact. I know we've combined our pharmacy work with transition care management, but together, I mean, we've never seen anything like this in readmissions. No, so there's a, there's a North Star for readmissions. Uh, it's called the NNT. That's the number needed to treat. And if you can launch a program where you see 15, where you see 15 patients and impact a readmission, uh, that's a tremendous program and one worth continuing and developing. So a number, an NNT of 15 or lower is exceptional. And the NNT of this program that we've developed, uh, we've, we've dubbed it the Platinum Plan. The NNT of this plan is, is currently a six. So for every six patients the pharmacy sees, after discharge, we're preventing a readmission. And so not only is that tremendous for the patient, tremendous health savings for the healthcare system. And, and the most amazing part is it's entirely funded by us filling the prescriptions in-house and, and all of this additional service we provide the patient is, uh, is free of charge to them. It, it's so successful, in fact, that we're now looking into the ambulatory space and, and more and more saying, well, if we're preventing readmission with this level of care and this service that we're um, providing the patients, why don't we do it in the outpatient space too? So now we're starting to look at all of our diabetics. Uh, and we're looking at all of our, our patients that are on complicated medications and have chronic disease states. And we're uh, going to look at them more holistically and say, let's actually look at, are they on the best meds? Is there a financial barrier uh, 
that's keeping them from, from getting the right and the best medications and having the pharmacist look at that, uh, both with their clinical expertise and their knowledge of the patient's insurance and their prescription coverage and, and our access to charitable care for patients, we're able to combine all of that and find solutions for the patient that everybody else working in a silo would never be able to come up with them. Uh, I have an example that we're currently working on here in the system. Uh, a lot of patients are on warfarin uh, or Coumadin, which is a very complicated blood thinner that has a lot of side effects and requires a lot of expensive monitoring. And it's, a, it, it, it's uh, quite a complicated med. And there are these newer uh, anticoagulants that are pricier, but have tremendous results for the patients. So our pharmacy team is now starting to oversee the anticoagulation optimization and management for our patients in cardiology. And I don't know exactly how many patients we've seen, uh, but we have had 77 patients that were never able to be on one of these uh, preferable meds because the co-pays and the expenses were so high that they were prevented from having the best meds. And uh, we've been able to convert 64 of those patients to these superior alternatives. So as we continue to build and develop this program, what we've done in this anticoagulation space, we're going to be able to do in the diabetes and the asthma and COPD space and everywhere where patients have uh, complicated uh, medication regimens that can, can give them copays that are problematic for them, we're able to look at them holistically and, and come up with solutions that otherwise we couldn't. You know, TJ, in our transformation work, you uh, know we constantly iterate that change progresses at the speed of trust. And trust grows when we do things with rather than two people. And when we first started putting pharmacists in our uh, advanced practice uh, practices in primary care, you know, we didn't have a model where pharmacists were part of the care team. And, and it, you know, for some of the providers, they, they didn't trust them, they didn't know their capabilities, they didn't know their training. And you and your team and working with the ACO team and the primary care teams built that trust. So now that we're at the point where these uh, programs are automatic, meaning that the physician switched from having to opt in to opt out because it's just, it's a no brainer, the impact they have, but maybe spend a little bit of time just telling us how you went around and built trust so that we could be at the place that we could leverage these great pharmacy capabilities. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a good point. Anything that's, anything that's new is, is naturally a little disconcerting. And it's um, even before I came to UH, when I would build clinical pharmacy programs, there was some real apprehension on, the ha on behalf of the prescribers. But the nice part is, is that once they are accustomed to having a pharmacist uh, working with them, and once the pharmacy team is able to start creating solutions and fix problems for them, it, it usually goes fairly seamlessly. And it's been very encouraging for, it's been very encouraging for my pharmacists because they're now receiving email and um, internal messages from the physician that are, are so glowing. Um, you know, hey, thank you for taking care of that patient. We, before we went from the opt-in to the opt-out, we had physicians saying, hey, I don't, I don't need 
to get this referral from you. Just, just start taking care of the patients. Just, just go and let me know if you have any, any issues or complications or anything you want to talk about. So the, the nice thing is that as soon as there are a couple of engagements with the physician, that generally that, that trust falls into line pretty quickly. Yeah, and you've demonstrated it beautifully. So TJ, where do you see we're going and, and growing these programs? Because as you and I have discussed, well, we have a huge shortage of nurses and uh, nurses aides. We have a, a relative abundance of pharmacy and pharmacy students and uh, expanding these programs to patients with other chronic diseases seems like it's a great way to improve the care that they receive. So talk a little bit about our future efforts together. I think that's, I think that's the future of pharmacy. It is uh, stunning for, for folks who have never considered it to realize that the pharmacists sitting in, in the retail pharmacies that they're familiar with have their PhDs and have been, and have quite a bit more medical training than the typical setting puts to use. And there's a real opportunity for us at UH to leverage the pharmacist skill set to manage these complex chronic uh, disease states under collaborative practice agreements and spend extra time with the patients that the physician that cannot under, under the current models of care and really make sure that we drill down on this subset of patients uh, that that have all of the complications that have all of and, and, and are the majority of expense in the healthcare system. And if you just look at, you know, CKD, diabetes, asthma, COPD, heart failure, there's, if we can take this subset of patients, provide a superior level of care, free up a tremendous amount of the physician's time, and, uh, and the physician and patient will, will all be comfortable that they're in good hands because of the relationships we've built. Yeah, yeah, TJ, you're, this is so spot on. And, you know, not only should, and we are having the pharmacist practice at the top of their license and, and seeing you and your team, this is so much more joyful for, for all of them. But for the, the audience, let me just remind you of the, how risky it is right now. You know, for most of these chronic diseases, like TJ said, diabetes, CKD, heart failure, the last two years have seen an explosion of new medications that are far more effective at not just controlling disease, but preventing death, preventing progression of disease, prevent, preventing hospitalizations. And though, you know, it varies by the disease, you know, it's about on average, you know, half of the patients with these diseases are accurately diagnosed and about 10% of these patients are on the right therapies. At university hospitals, we're running algorithms to make those patients who aren't diagnosed, identified, bring them into care, and then through partnerships between primary care and specialty care and pharmacy, make sure we get these patients so that the majority of them are on the right medicines for them that are life-saving. And our pharmacy team has just an integral role in helping ensure that's the case, because it's Hard to keep up with all this explosion of new medicines and pharmacists are lazily focused on the medication management. So TJ, I just want to thank you for all you do uh, for UH and for our patients. Uh, our friendship and collaboration has just been a gift. And I look forward to thinking even more ways about we could innovate together to improve value of the people we care for. It's my honor. Thank you. Great. Well, yours 
seeking to leverage the power of love within and between people to radically improve health and healthcare. I'm Peter Pronovost, and I look forward to our next episode.